Well, I'm heading back to the office, so we have a chat about how our attitudes towards clothes have changed during lockdown. Plus, some excitement about the upcoming Barbie and Ken movie and recent revelations during those January 6th hearings. And then, we're going a bit more normal than usual for the Year of the Saints. So no changelings or dog heads or nipple play. I mean... Not as far as we know with this one. And what's that on the horizon? A special birthday celebration for me? In the form of a pirate-themed live stream? What? Yes! We are doing a live, live, live stream on Saturday, July 23rd from 2 to 3 o'clock U.S. Central Time, and you are all invited. Grab yourself a rum-based cocktail and join us live as we throw a special pirate party. It's costumes, it's props, it's dramatic readings, it's all sorts of the ridiculous shit you expect from us, but with a bit of extra booty thrown in. Get ye to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page so you can set yourself a reminder because you don't want to miss the party of the summer. into the office uh, the, the evac it's so it's so formal the evacuation order has been lifted oh that's please. what that's <laughs> officially what it's been said so as of the day we're recording this uh last last week was the last day of the evacuation and this week was a lot of people's first week back um, I went back into the office for two whole hours today just because I had to go into town. I got my, my second booster shot. My husband uh-huh. and I decided um, it just sort of worked out that way. And since we were going into town anyway, and because we were going to take the afternoon off to do that, um, we decided that we'd take advantage of that and just drive to the office first. Because during my time off... Well, during my time at home, um, they mailed me a monitor that I didn't need here. Oh, wait, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a weird thing. Well, because yes. when, when I started this job, I was supposed to get, you know, what they call like the laptop package from IT. Uh-huh. And I was supposed to get a 24 inch monitor when I got my laptop, but they didn't have. I, I, I barely got, I mean, I was lucky I got a keyboard. I mean, I, you know, I barely got everything I was supposed to get. And, um, I didn't get my, I didn't get my carrying case and I didn't get my, my monitor. And I was having to like borrow monitors in the office. And then when I started working at home, I bought myself, you know, 
I bought monitors. I mean, I wasn't going to sit here and work without a monitor. I mean, yeah. I write code for a living. I have to be able to see what I'm doing. A tiny little, yeah. a tiny little laptop screen, not sufficient for writing code. Yeah. You know, lines and lines of code. I need to be able to fucking read it. And I need to be able to like run the code and see if it works. You know, I have to have space for that. So anyway, so they mailed me when, when I finally got my monitor Instead of delivering it to my desk in the office building, they mailed it to me at my house, which was like, well, I guess that's nice, but I really don't need now, it here. So it's just been sitting here. Oh, so did you have to bring it to the office? Now? Yes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we literally, we had to put it in a suitcase. We had to put it in a rolling suitcase because we were like. <laughs> oh my God, how funny. Because we kept thinking like, it's like a 24 inch monitor is is kind of big you know like a monitor for a monitor a, yeah, a 24 inch yeah, monitor yeah. on a stand you know like it's big is, yeah that, that's a big thing you know and so we put it in a rolling suitcase because it's like you can't really just like carry it in your hand not to like get out of a car walk across a parking lot go through a revolving door that you have to bang your badge to get in and carry it through an office building i mean like there's really no way to do that so we had to get kind of creative and it's like, it looked like we were going on vacation with our suitcase, but that was the only way to get it in the building. And luckily nobody stopped us and asked us what the hell was in the suitcase. But how little old lady of you to have to carry your stuff to work in a roller suitcase. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, one of the things that they gave me was actually a rolling bag for the purpose of carrying my stuff. But it's, it's uh -huh. like technically my laptop fits in it, but nothing else really does, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. But I did use it because um, because I knew there was so much stuff at my desk that I that I was going to want to bring home. Because it's like I'm, I'm not really working there anymore, so I really don't yeah. need all this shit. Oh, my God. There was there was so much old, like, expired Tylenol and eye drops and, you know, because... When I went home in March of 2020, I thought I was going to be home for a few months and I'd be back. Oh, yeah. There was like micro packets of microwave, like Indian spiced lentils. There was oh, um, tea bags. <laughs> there was all kinds of stuff in my desk that I just, I mean, I threw so much crap in the trash today. It was like so much expired nasty crap. Now, did it smell weird or was it okay? No, I mean everything was still everything was still sealed up. It's just it was old, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was kind of horrifying. I was really I was really concerned at you know what condition some of this stuff might be in. But it was kind of weird, like getting up today, even though I was only going to go in there for a couple hours, like yeah. having to, like get dressed for work. Although it although it wasn't you know, arriving at work at seven thirty, which is my normal time. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have to get there till nine thirty. So it wasn't like my normal getting ready for work is. Which now did you have to like clock in and everything so they knew you were there, or was it just sort of understood that you were there? No, because I had already done my timesheet the day before. Well, not my timesheet, but I'd already input my time for the week the day before. Okay, and my yeah, manager okay. knew you know, I was taking two hours of leave in the morning and then I was going to be in the office for two hours and that was taking four hours of COVID vaccine leave. Oh, yeah. Booster yeah. shot leave. 
And then, you know, so they, they knew I, I didn't have to say anything to anybody, but I gotta say it was kind of, it was weird how in some ways it felt normal walking into that building. Cause I've walked into that building 10 billion times, Yeah, but it was like all these people I haven't seen in a really long time, especially one particular person who I kind of, I knew he'd be there. Regular, mm-hmm. regular listeners would know how uh, I have, I'll, I could just refer to him as the dipshit, which is what I frequently refer to him. But, you know, I have sort of an abuser. Yeah, you're, that I, you're, 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 you're ex-friend nemesis. My ex, my, my <laughs> former, you know, I thought, I thought we were friends, but apparently he thought we were only co-workers and he defines co-worker in a very weird way, if that were true. Um, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. We won't, we don't need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, he was there and I only saw him just very briefly because of course I did not acknowledge him and, uh, you know, there was no, no speaking as, as per the agreement. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I, I only mention it just to say that, um, I did, I was rather pleased to see that uh, he looks like shit. <laughs> kind of looking like a bloated, drinking yourself to death kind of a, an appearance. Sad, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you know, part of me wanted to believe that he was doing well. And that he, <clears throat> you know, that his healing journey, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, he's in therapy too, and but apparently losing probably the only friend he had in the world um, was not a positive experience for him. And that happening right before the world shut down and he's been sitting in his sad little apartment alone for two and a half years. Uh, it's not a good look on him. Uh, um, oh, well. Yeah. So maybe he needs to start doing harder drugs and then he'll lose that weight. Yeah. He, he's, you know, he's, he's like me. You he's know? like me. <laughs> he likes the, he likes the downers. He likes the, he likes the going comatose drugs. He doesn't, he doesn't I know, like but you know, you get overweight, do a little math, you know, he's, but he's, he's like me. He <laughs> likes, he's likes the sleepy times. He likes he likes the the sitting on the couch and staring into space drugs. He likes those yeah. like like I did. Yeah, shoot a little heroin. He'll lose that. Oh, weight. he would look so hot <laughs> if he did heroin. He's totally the kind of guy who should who should who should be a heroin addict because he doesn't he doesn't he look like the sort of guy? I mean, he always wanted to live his punk rock dreams anyway. I mean, that's the ultimate. You know, I think I only remember meeting him once, and I remember thinking that he was really cute. He was! But for the, but for the life of me, I can't remotely remember what he looked like. He was very, very pretty. The night that you, I the night that you thinking, met him, yeah. I had a house full of people, and when he left, every single person in the house turned to me and went, Oh my God! That's, oh, that's know, how yeah. good he looked. <laughs> And my mother called me the next day and said, so who's the blonde guy? Uh. That's how good he looked that day. I mean, it's sad. It's sad that he, you know, he had the potential for being really fucking great. And now he's this. 
Yeah, and I don't even remember if I even spoke to him. I'm sure oh, I no, did. Oh, no, you did. Like, peripherally. You, he was the belle of the goddamn ball. Everyone okay. talked to him that day. He was the most yeah, popular person Yeah, in the I don't house. remember. Yeah. I don't know what we would have talked about. <laughs> no. Well, I know at some point, I, I specifically remember at some point, you brought up something having, well, uh, you know, big surprise. Big surprise, the conversation went in a kiss direction. And you. Oh, God, I was just going to say, did I start talking about kiss? Well, the reason why I remember it is because you you clearly said something about, and, I, and you and I both know what particular Gene Simmons tongue move I'm referring to. The very, uh-huh. the very, um, the very elaborate oh, yeah, tongue yeah, move. Yeah. The twisty yes. turny tongue move. You yes. made a reference to that twisty turny tongue move. And the reason why I remember that is because um, he was sitting next to me. I was sitting between him and my husband. Uh-huh. And he leaned over to me and said, you know, I can do that with my tongue. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, uh, really? You're going to say that to me? Uh, in front of your husband. I mean, I don't think my husband heard it. But it's like, really? Really? Yeah. That guy. God oh, damn it. My See, when, it, when things were good, when things were fun with him, they were great. But he, he well, just had that to, can be said about a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, but he just had to go and fucking ruin it and just, just turn into... He had the potential to be awesome and to make a really good boyfriend for somebody, but nope. That was his doing. So anyway, he oh, looks well. like shit, and I and I rejoiced a little bit. <laughs> and I... I know, I know the feeling. And to, to quote the worst person in the world... I don't, and I'm not going to feel bad about that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad about that. Why should I feel bad about that? Because <laughs> you just don't have to feel bad. No. I didn't do anything wrong. It just basically proves that, you know, my, my healing was great. Going home for a little over two years was exactly what I needed at that point in my life. And apparently it was the opposite of what he needed at that point in his life. But, you know, too bad for him. Because yeah. because I'm doing fine. <laughs> I guess. Sort of. Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack. We like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in. At number two, Girls on a Bench. So, but now how are you dealing with the horse shit? Of having to go into the office and goddamn look nice. Well, that was, you know, having to pick out an outfit. I mean, you know, it's not like I really dressed up to go to work. I mean, I I was basically, my work uniform 
was jeans and like like a camisole like basically the camisole i'm wearing right now jeans and like a camisole and like a cardigan you know something like that or jeans and a camisole and say like if it was cold out a hoodie you know i mean i don't i don't dress particularly nice I know, but you couldn't, like, you normally at home with your fuzzy slippers and your kiss boxer shorts and your beer-stained bra. You can't wear that at Yeah, work. like, if I'm going into the office, I have to wear a real <laughs> bra. Yeah. Like, I have to wear, I have to, I have to wear pants. I have to wear a bra. I have to wear shoes, like, actual shoes. Um, I have to brush my teeth and do something to my hair. And, you know, and I gotta say... That is a, going to be a very hard thing for me to get used to. Yeah. And even though now that it's time to go back to work, I only, thank God, the work that I do is mostly done at home. And the minimum requirement, which I will only do the minimum, is that I go in two days every pay period. So every other week I will go in for two days. See, that's a fabulous. That's great. Yeah. And, um... And so I can, you know, I can, I can manage that. But, um, I mean, I feel terrible for other people who feel the need. I I am curious about the people who used to dress a lot nicer. I am curious because I know that the sort of the general, I mean, I've always been a comfy clothes kind of person, but like to me, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm not even so sure I, I want to wear jeans to the office anymore. Like I could wear, mm-hmm. I could wear sweatpants. I could wear yoga pants. I could, I, why, why should I wear something with a button and a zipper? That fabric is a little too stiff and that's a little too hard. There's hard clothes and there's soft clothes. <laughs> yes. And I feel like hard, like I used to wear like a nice blouse from time to time. I did put on an, a little necklace this morning because I was trying to like feel like I was taking it seriously, even though I was only going in for two hours. You know, I did my hair. My hair looked cute, but I, it was weird. It was very weird. I am going to get my nails did this weekend so I can... That's good. They're not did right now. I look like shit. Yeah. Well, bump it up a little bit. Like, do your nails black, wear your black lipstick, be goth at work. I mean, I already have blue hair. <laughs> I mean, I'm already that weirdo. Yeah. But I got to ask, so like, you, I mean, you've been, you know, whatever they call the frontline worker. So you've, you haven't you haven't been stuck at home the way the, the way I've been stuck at home. And, and when you're at work, I mean, it's not like you have to dress fancy either, but no. So you haven't really experienced as much of the just sort of turning into a blob that only lives in sweatpants as much as I yeah. have. No, but to the, to the sense that, when I wasn't at work and, you know, when the pandemic happened, I mean, I had no friends here. That's true. So it's not like I did anything. I would sit in front of the television. That's true. And let's just say that I went from having like one pair of sweatpants to like, 
five pairs of sweatpants and several different pajama bottoms. Oh, God. And that is largely what I live in now, which, and it's got to the point where I still don't go out a whole lot, but I do actually wear clothing when I go out out. Right. But I will be seen at Safeway now in sweatpants. Right. Which I would have never in a million years done that before. Right. And I'm sure a lot of that is because everyone else, it seems like... Oh, yeah. Now, granted, I don't go out much, but it it definitely feels like the world has become... We've just sort of become a nation of sweatpants. Oh, yeah. To a level we never have before. Yeah, and I will... I, I I have done... I have gone to the store to buy cigarettes in flip-flops and pajamas. Well, that's just, that's just class. A witch is, I would have never in a million years done that before. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's actually, that's been one of the fun things about um, having having to get, like, you know, in the last year or so having to get like an entirely new wardrobe for my husband because he's lost so much weight and you know it's like making decisions about well I guess we should get you some I guess we should get you some sweatpants I guess we should get you some pajama pants you know like we have to make decisions about like well we have to decide how many of these do you need because you don't have like a a lifetime's accumulation of shit you know. Well, now I know what to get him for Christmas. I'll get him some snappy sweats. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and, and plus, like, well, especially things like, on top of just the general sitting around the house clothes, we also had, here anyway, in the middle of all that, we had the hor- that horrible winter storm. You know, we had that, like, two oh, weeks yeah. of, of, you know, like, the, you know, all the below freezing temperatures and stuff. And I, you know, it's not like, it's not like people here had long underwear and things like that, you know? Yeah. And so I started buying things like that, you know, like shirts and pants that were like basically thin, like micro fleece kind of layers. And Mm -hmm. I've been known to just wear that shit around. It's like, it's technically underwear, but it's like, Hey, that's their pants. Right, I mean, right. who, who's to say, who's to say they're? I mean, who's to say they're not leggings like any other pair of leggings? You know, you're not walking over here feeling my legs. You don't know what they are. You can't see the label. You know, I will say though. You know, there's certain like. I have a couple pairs of sweats that I have bought at Costco, mm-hmm. and I avoid wearing them because they're too much work to put on and off. Why? Are they like drawstring? Because because they have, you know how some of them, they have the little, like, t-shirt sleeve cuffs at the bottom, around the ankle? Like the, like the elastic? Yes. I hate that at the ankle. Yes. I so hate that. I have two pairs that I actually like, but I, I very seldom wear them because I cannot handle the work. Because you can't get your foot through of, there. Of having to push my foot through the elastic. There's just been like, there's days where I would rather starve than go to the store because then I'd have to put on shoes. And it's the same thing. I'd rather wear filthy pants than wear those when I have to take because I have to go through all the work 
of pushing my foot through the elastic. Well, and if you're if you're standing up and trying to put those on, you could hurt yourself. If you're yes. standing and trying to shove your foot through a tiny hole at the bottom of the leg, you could you could hurt your ankle. You could fall. You could break a hip. Oh, with my bad knees. Oh, I have to sit down to put those on. At our yeah. age, I mean, we are. I mean, we are on the verge of being elderly. <laughs> I know. We should not be wearing such dangerous clothing. And I'll tell you one thing that's in fucking infuriating, especially. Of course, this is a general truth about women's pants, is that. Someone has just decided that women's clothes just should never have pockets in them ever. That's why women get so excited whenever something does have pockets. Oh, yeah. Like it's like, oh, that dress is really cute. Thanks, it has pockets. That's why we always. Get I've so seen excited. things online, you know, and they make a big feature. There's pockets when women's clothes have pockets. Oh, and yes. they're not just pockets; they're like real pockets that so you can put your hands yeah. in, and not like decorative, stupid pockets. But like, I was trying to find sweatpants like fleece pants like warm not thin yoga pants fleece pants that are normal pant leg pants not gathered at the ankle mm-hmm. and pockets that is three features i wanted in a single garment does not exist does not oh, fucking yeah. exist. I was even looking in men's pants because I thought, well, God, they have to make them for men. I, could, I couldn't find them. And I ended up buying something because I swear I thought, oh, I finally found the right thing. And then I got them and they were the thinnest fucking cotton. They were soft. They were nice. They were cute. They had pockets. They had these big wide legs, but they weren't fucking fleece and they're not warm. Oh. And it's like, it's like, I bought these in the well, winter. Well, you can wear them right now. Right. It's like I can wear them in the summertime, but they're, I bought yeah. them in the wintertime. And that's part of the problem about buying shit online is that if I can't fucking feel it with my fingers, I don't fucking trust it anymore. I have bought. Yeah, and you don't know what you're getting. And I have. And of course, that's another thing. I have probably. 30 or 40 pairs of black knit pants of some type or yeah, another. Yeah. Because I used to, you know, for whether they were things I used to do like my dance class in or old sweatpants or new long underwear or, you know, or things I've bought over the years trying to get sweatpants, but they're not sweatpants. And I, when whenever like laundry gets done it's just all these things folded up put in a pile and it's like i don't know which one is which like you can't oh yeah you know i can't tell what they are and and my husband just shoves them all in a drawer and i'm like well now you know that means i have to take them all out of the drawer so you can to see find the they, one yeah. that i want and I keep telling him, it's like, I need to come, I'm going to, I will come up with a, with a, with a way of doing it. I mean, I shouldn't complain that I don't have to do all the laundry around here. It's, it's very nice to have someone in the house that will just do all the laundry. Like I just turn around and the laundry's done mm. and it's hung and folded and whatever. But a couple, a few years back, 
I cleaned out my closet and I reorganized it. You would never know that now. Because when stuff gets hung back in the closet, it's just a big wad of shit just shoved into one place. And it's like, you know, I organized stuff. And when all of your clothes are black, you have to have a system or else you'll never find anything. That's true. I, if, I mean, and there are times when he will put things on a hanger. That's like, why is this even on a hanger? Like, I would not, you know, I can't find it. And he's like, what? It's, it's hanging in the closet. Like, but it's a tank top. Why would it be hanging on a hanger in the closet? That's yeah. literally the last place I would look. Of what? Of you and your new work look. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go a little retro. Well, okay. And I think every day you go to work needs to be a unitard, a headband, with leg warmers and Reeboks. The oh, the high top Reeboks? Yeah. The high top Reeboks. And I think you need to bring back, like, you know, the Olivia Newton-John workout videotape fashion and wear that to work. Well, you know, it's weird because right before you said that, the phrase roller disco popped into my head. Oh, yeah. And as soon as you said unitard, it was like, oh, my God, he might be going to roller disco. Because when you said (laughs) unitard, my first thought was like gold lame. Gold LeMay unitard. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, speaking of, oh my God, did you know that they're making a live action Barbie movie? (gasps) No. Starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as Barbie and Ken. Really? And I swear to God, just the other day, um, it is, it is totally like, which, which which bar which Barbie was it that was into fashion fun? Was it Animal Love and Barbie? Oh, that was Animal Love and Barbie. Yeah. Damn it! Animal because Love I'm and Barbie's into, into fashion, fashion fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I. It's weird how we remember that, I but know. we do. But I but see see that and I was see now now I'm thinking about kissing their animal eyes outfits. But no, but see they there were there was they were filming like on the street like in Venice Beach and they were wearing like all these neon colored like rollerblading outfits. Oh. Both of them dressed and it was like oh my god it was fucking amazing. It was very like late 80s early 90s neon rollerblading outfits. See how fabulous. And I don't even know if I know what this movie is trying to be. But it's Greta Gerwig, the one who did Lady Bird and uh, that Little Women movie, I guess so she did that one. Uh-huh. So I'm intrigued. And it's Margot Robbie, and she has... I mean, I, whatever I love her it anyway. is, you know it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. And you also know it's going to bomb, and it's going to be critically panned. I don't care what it is. Yeah. But it's going to be fabulous. I'm going to be really disappointed if if there aren't musical numbers. Because if you if it's a true Barbie movie, oh yeah, she has you have to have to Barbie ha- and the Rockers. It has to either it has to either depending on which era it is, it has to yeah. either be Barbie and the Rockers, 
or it has to be think pink. It needs or yeah. beyond pink. Yeah. It needs to beyond be one of pink. those two. Yeah, it has to be beyond yes. pink. So, sorry, everyone. Beyond pink was the band. Think pink was their hit single. I am very upset though that they're making that movie and they're not having Paris Hilton as Barbie. Well, because Paris Hilton needs to be Barbie. Well, maybe she's playing PJ, or you know, yeah, <laughs> or maybe she's. Oh, I wonder if someone's playing Skipper. Oh my God! Oh, I don't know. And and you know, of course, like you have to go back to like the original Barbies to have like all their other friends. Like, remember how Ken, how the Ken doll had a friend named Alan. And Ken's friend, Ken's friend Alan was totally like totally into Ken. Do you remember like all those pictures from the like from the fifties of all the dolls and and like like when it was like Midge? I remember Midge. Oh, I love. Oh my god. See, but I mean, regardless, it's good. I mean, it's gonna bomb whatever. But I think you know it's gonna be fabulous. (gasps) Oh my god! If they if if it. If there is not at least one scene in that movie where Ryan Gosling is not wearing the purple mesh top with a cock ring. Oh, with the if, cock ring. If they yes. don't do earring magic Ken <laughs> with the big blousy uh, pleated black pants. Oh my God. And that top. Yes, yes, and the bla- yes. And the purple mesh top. With a vest, yep. because it was the sleeveless yep. with the vest, and then the cock with that ring. with that silver plastic cock ring. Yes, yes. Oh, cock ring can. But so oh, good. it has to be. It just has to be Paris Hilton playing Barbie. It has to be. But it's not. It's Margot Robbie. Oh, how disappointing! I mean, you know, she she was an excellent Tanya Harding. She's yes. really quite quite <laughs> wonderful. I mean, she really can play anyone. Isn't I Ryan Gosling it. too old to be Ken though? What is he now? Like seventy? I don't I don't really know. He was young Hercules. How old was he? I know, but he's Hercules? old. That was in what, nineteen ninety four, ninety five? And he was probably twenty two, maybe. No, I don't think or 20, he was. Or twenty, maybe he was twenty. No, I think he was like fresh out of the Mickey Mouse Club or something. No, but I don't. Nobody over thirty should be be playing Ken. I don't think anybody over twenty four should be playing Ken. Well, as long as as long as they're the same age, as long as they match. Because yeah. I don't. Because I don't think. But I mean, how I mean, old? But then again, me saying Paris. How old is Paris Hilton now? Yeah. 80? What is she? A thousand? Yeah. I know. I mean, God, she's old now. I mean, but you know, she's, she's like our she's age. Old. Oh my god! Oh, she's I, not quite she's our age. She's not our age. She's probably what forty. Yeah, she might be forty, because she would be like around like Britney and like Lindsay Lohan's age. Yeah, but you know, but if they had Paris, you know, there'd be good musical numbers because she can sing. <laughs> Well, maybe they, maybe they're letting her, maybe they're letting her write the music. Oh my god! Because you know she is, she is a talent. <laughs> and we have discussed before on the show how much I love her album that I still listen to it, and I'm the oh. only one. Yeah, you're me the, and our you're friend, the one me and our friend it. Allie are the only two people that still listen to that. Album. Yeah. 
You're the you're the one you're the one who bought the Paris Hilton album. I don't Unironically. Even think she listens to it anymore. She's probably horrified by it. <laughs> I legitimately wonder what Paris Hilton is doing right now. Like I have not heard anything from her in so long. Like I don't even know what she's doing. Oh, not she's that I'm looking, some, but she's probably at some board me- board meeting doing advertising boards for some perfume in Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's like... something boring. Or some new eyelash glue in, you know, Singapore. You know? It's it's like there's so many people who have kind of become what Paris was. Like, she was the influencer. She was the person who just sort of showed up places and got her picture taken, and that was her job. Yeah, and well, now think, all these other people are doing that, and, yeah. and they don't need her to do it anymore. Well, I think she, you know, she's grown up, and she's doing her business shit, you know. God, do you think she's, like, married with a kid? God, I don't know. I think she is married, actually. I think I read something. Re- I think so. Oh, my God. Ooh, we should have her on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she's not too busy. I'm yeah, sure well, she. Well, I'm sure she'd be thrilled. We'll call her up. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure she'd be like, "Sure, I'll do your podcast." <laughs> <laughs> but Paris. But we, oh my god! Because I mean, if we told her, it's like Paris. We can guarantee tens of listeners. You're right, right. <laughs> and we'll plug your album. <laughs> We swear we've actually heard it. We'll plug your twenty-five-year-old record. <laughs> That's out of print. Oh my god! I don't even think that thing went through more than one pressing. I, There's no way. Do, do they do they still press records anymore? I remember well the CDs. I remember I went to. The Paris Hilton big record release party at Oil Can Harry's. Oh, And they had balloons, and they had all this stuff, and they had stacks of CDs. Nobody was taking them. No one. Because at Oil Can Harry's, everyone there is stupid and gross. If they did it at a good bar... Well, People it was the taken. twink. It was the Twinkie Bar at the time, so you would have thought it would have been the perfect thing. But, uh. but nobody was taking those seats. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh, what a shame. Yeah. <laughs> to go a lot less wacky this time around because there's this saint that my family has a slight connection to and since my birthday is about a week after this episode goes out 
it's a good time for me to bring her up. So, quick background. I've said many times on this show that I am white AF, and colonial white at that. So, one ancestor of mine, a William Elder of a long line of William Elders, is a prominent figure in American Catholic history, particularly in the state of Maryland. And he was a big landowner, (coughs) slave owner, (coughs) and he was such a good Catholic and apparently so damn rich that he donated a huge tract of land to the church. And that land became known as St. Mary's Mountain. And a church was erected there in 1806 called St. Mary's on the Hill, yada, yada, yada. And a couple years later, it all became Mount St. Mary's University. Well, not long after the university was founded, Elizabeth Ann Seton came to live there and started a school for girls, as well as a religious community to care for the children of the poor, similar to the Daughters of Charity in Europe. So she basically created the first parochial educational system in the United States, and it's worth noting that this was like her second life, because when Elizabeth was a young woman, she was an Episcopalian in New York, attending Trinity Church. Yes, the same church where, like, the Hamiltons and the Schuylers and Hercules motherfucking Mulligan went. And after her husband died of tuberculosis, she converted to Catholicism, which was a big deal because there were literal laws against Catholicism that had only just been lifted. And she started a school for girls up there in New York. But when people found out a filthy Catholic was running the school, they took their kids out. And she was about to hightail it to Canada when she met some nice French priests who introduced her to Bishop Jean Dubois, and the rest is big-time Maryland Catholic history. And there are tons of schools and hospitals named after her, and the organization she started expanded into the larger Sisters of Charity, and it's still going strong today. And you can visit her relics at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland, just down Highway 15 from the Elder Family Cemetery that has a historical marker and everything. And one more thing about Mother Seton here. Depending on who you ask and how you define first, she's the first American saint. First because she was the first saint born in what would become America, since she was born in 1774. It wasn't quite America yet. But of course, she wasn't canonized until nearly 200 years later, in 1975. Which is why many argue that Mother Cabrini, who was born in 1850 in what is now Italy, but was then the Austrian Empire, but came to America in 1889, she was the first. Because she was the first American citizen to be canonized. I mean, she died in 1917, was beatified in 1938, and canonized in 1946. Sounds like a rush job to me, but 
You know that Pope Pius Twelfth, he loved Italians. Now look, I'm not looking for a fight or anything, and I definitely don't want to piss off the Cabrini people, but I am Team Satan all the way, Jack. So I don't, I just have one thing to say, totally off topic, but I just have to share it because it's so fabulous. <laughs> I do not want to talk about this topic whatsoever, okay. except for the January 6th <gasps> tri- trial hearings. Yes. All I got to say, I am so fascinated. I know exactly so what you're going to say about Trump throwing plates of food. Yes! And especially I about of you Trump getting mad at the news and pulling out the tablecloth and food going all over. I thought of you and immediately. And I love, yes, and that one thing about ketchup on the walls. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I, <laughs> I thought of you immediately. I <laughs> did you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just in general, just a general statement about that woman, because I watched every minute of her testimony. I did. Because uh-huh. I, I have, I follow um, the YouTube account of Crooked Media, the people that do Pod Save America and stuff. And they do live streams. So, like, you can, you can have it set to, to notify you that it's about to start. And what they'll, what they do is... They will pull in, like, say, C-SPAN's streaming, but then they'll put that, like, off to the side, and then they'll have, like, on the right-hand side of the, sc- the screen, they'll be doing, like, a live chat where they'll be typing catty remarks. Oh. Which, you know, I'm, like, listening to it while I'm working, but it's really hard to not have, like, one eye on Yo, that course, screen yeah. because, oh, the catty remarks are so fucking good. But that day, I, when, when the ketchup thing happened, I was laughing so hard and I was like, like my husband's in the other room and I'm just, I'm just like, I can't even explain to you what I'm laughing at right now. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like it is so, I would have to back up and explain everything. This and if you did saying. tell him, he would just look at you and go, Oh honey. Well, Yeah. <laughs> But, but the thing that's amazing he totally about... totally would not understand why it's the, so funny. But the thing about this woman... You know, this, this woman is 25 years old. I'm just going to say, this, this is a perfect example of when someone is... When you have, like, a 25-year-old woman who's just a staffer, she's, she's just some woman who works in the office, no one takes her seriously... But she sees and hears everything. Oh, yeah. And this bitch is like... She remembers everything everybody says. She is taking this to a whole new level. And I think it is glorious. And granted, yeah, she worked in the Trump White House. She She was on their team. I mean, she's, you know, she is no Democrat. But... She recognized that, oh my God, I'm working for a bunch of criminal assholes. Uh, but, and oh she started God. taking oh. fucking notes. And by the time, but the thing was like, like, you know, he, he's like, 
having his lunch, what you know, having his McDonald's or whatever the fuck he's having for his lunch on the nice porcelain china in the White House. Yes. And he's watching the news and he gets mad and he literally, I mean, he's he's throwing the plate towards the TV. Yes. For it to smash on the wall like that. And I'm just like so apparently he just threw tantrums like that all the time. Oh, I'm, I love it. The only like, thing, yes. In, in no way does that surprise me. <laughs> I, I but know. It, that but it was I a level it. of detail I was not expecting. And and now I'm thinking about, oh my God, there's so many people who like at least once a week were having to clean ketchup off of things. Oh, and of course me being, I'm fantasizing. I'm fantasizing he gets so enraged and his toupee flies. And Melania's looking disgusted. And, uh, assuming she's you know. ever even around him. You know, assuming she's oh, even there. Oh, my God. And, uh, of course, me being me, my mind is gone to where I want to reenact it. Oh, my <laughs> of God. Of course. Well, you can't do it in my house. I know. The only thing that has excited me in real life so much is that is the time that I read about Elvis shooting the television. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think he probably really wanted to, to like, break the television by throwing the plate, but he can't throw with his uh, tiny little uh, baby hands. You know, because... Oh, my God. <laughs> because it's long been a fantasy of mine. I want to be so rich. I have a hundred televisions always on hand. And always, you know, set up and, in, you know, installed with all the mo- all this shit that they have to do to set up the TV now. I want to be so rich that every time the news pisses me off, I shoot the TV and the servants bring in a new one. They're all just on, like, rolling <laughs> carts, like like you're, um, like, in the library at school and they just roll in the next one you on know, an identical like, uh, TV stand. You know, how dare you, Bill O'Reilly. And then they wheel in a new TV <laughs> It could be like it could be like you're at a carnival, and it could be like like you're playing duck hunt, and the TV's just they're on like a conveyor belt, and they just they just automatically you as soon as as soon as the shot is fired, it triggers the next one to just slide in in its place. Yeah, but you know, but maybe it humiliated Melania so much, and she was so mortified because say it happened when she was having you know out of country guests. Oh, one God. night that oh, she God. really wanted to impress and then that happened and then he got so mad she pulled off his toupee and flushed it down the toilet just like in valley of the dolls oh yes oh my god oh what's the oh fuck what's the line what is the line what is the line she says when she's saying when she's saying goodbye to the wig Amelia oh, is, it is right? Flushing the toilet and saying goodbye to the wig. Uh, oh, it's something... Was it like, goodbye, kitty? It's something kitty cat. Yeah, goodbye, then, kitty cat. Meow. Yeah. And then she flushes it. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. And then who, remember... Who was I talking to? I said sparkle, <laughs> Neely. I said sparkle, Neely, to someone the other day. Who was I talking to? Did they know what it was? Yes, but they had to... Well, they they didn't... <laughs> They did, but they asked. They asked me to to make sure that they knew. They they were like, "That's Valley of the Dolls, right?" I'm like, "Of course it is." Yes. Like they wanted to make sure that they were getting the reference right. Sparkle, Neely. 
Oh, um, in fact, uh, Sylvia just bought the deluxe edition of Valley of the Dolls that has a DVD of extras. Oh my god! And only because I would not stop talking about that movie, so she bought it. So we we have. Oh my we're god. we're we're gonna soon do a time where we're gonna watch that movie. And I asked mom if she wanted us to watch it, you know. Yeah. And she was like, "Ugh, I am not sitting through that movie again. Y'all can watch it." Oh my god! <laughs> mom, the extras! I can't even imagine how glorious the extras are gonna be. Oh my god! You know, but of course we did put the disc in, and we did watch the scene. You know. The the ripping off of the wig. The scene? ripping off the wig. Because it's yeah. the best part. You know, that's a switch from the fags you usually hang out with. <laughs> well, at least I never married one. <laughs> Neely O'Hara. I love that. Oh, oh, then that. Oh, and when she's drunk. In that bar listening to the jukebox of her own songs. And she's just like. Singing along. It's been too long. Oh, it warms my heart. Oh, it's been way too long. I have not watched it so long. The coldest, cuntiest parts of my heart. And it makes me so happy. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, but back to the ketchup for a second. Yes. I want to know what the White House ketchup budget is. And I want to know, is he a Hunts guy? Is he a Heinz guy? Is he is he one of those, like, artisanal small batch ketchup people? Oh, no. I bet. I bet it was, my fantasy is, it's McDonald's. Little packets. On porcelain plates with the little packets of ketchup that he just, and he doesn't even care if he washes his hands after because oh he's that kind of pig. I bet it's McDonald's ketchup on the walls and there's packets on the floor next to his chair in the oh. White House dining room. Ooh, do you think he use? do you think he uses a packet of McDonald's ketchup as yes. lube? Oh god! Oh my god! We need to make a video, and it can be how presidential. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we—I have taken a picture of you dramatically <laughs> posing with a small bowl of ketchup in a restaurant. <laughs> oh mean, god! Because you know it's a classy establishment when they put the condiments in little bowls. Oh god. thanks for listening if you enjoy our show please take a moment to rate and review us on apple podcasts or stitcher if you send us a screenshot of your review we'll send you a bitchin boutique sticker everyone Everyone loves loves stickers Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
And of course, my mind, I will never do it, but my mind is going to make videos of this. I will never do it, but that's where my mind is going. And it would be perfect in this series that I want to do with, you know, the cake batter and the beaters. Oh, well, sure. Which, you know, I'll never do it, but it, it's nice to fantasize because it would go well, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Uh. Oh, my you know, God. <laughs> you know, but I think the series of Trump with the food and with Melania ripping off the toupee and, and the dirty ketchup packets all over the floor... That clearly needs to be called Hell Presidential. I don't know about oh, yeah. the name of the me and my Brady Crocker drag with the egg beaters, but, you know. Hmm. I could dress up like Melania, and maybe she could become so enraged with Donald that she gets the beater out of the thing. And she goes, <laughs> towards him. Do you think <laughs> Melania has ever baked a cake? Oh, hell no. I mean, that I've bitch. never baked a cake. So. Oh, that bitch probably doesn't even know how to boil water. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> how presidential. 